1: And put in your earplugs Put on your eye shades You know where to put the caulk We're not gonna take We're not gonna take We're not gonna take take Drop Surprise,
2: surprise, drop,
1: kick me, Jesus, to the goalpost of life. Make me, oh, make me, Lord, more than I am. Make me a piece in your master game plan, free from the earthly tempestion below. I've got the will, Lord, if you got the toll. Drop, kick me, Jesus. So close to life, end End over, end
2: Bobby Bear, who has traveled all over the state. I think he's from Olive Hill, uh, he, Carter County. He's maybe? from
3: Ironton, Ohio. Ironton, Ohio. Okay, but it seems like everybody I met from Ironton, Ohio, also claims they're from Kentucky. So you're yeah. not too far off base from that, right? But he uh, he stops down Renfro Valley a couple of times a year, right? In Blaze. He's
2: uh, he's played smaller places than that. Yeah. So.
3: And I, I've never had a chance to see him. My dad turned me on to uh, Bobby Bear when I was young. And when I was much older, I could appreciate his songwriting and, and the humor behind it. Right. And uh, he's just one of those guys that I've never had a chance to see that I would like to see.
2: Wouldn't necessarily go there. If you were on the way somewhere else, you might stop and see him kind right. of thing. Not right. necessarily a destination deal. No. Yeah. No.
3: But Hey, if, if I was within 20 miles of him playing, I'd probably go. Yeah. 20 miles is the cutoff.
2: I remember, uh, uh, there was a guy where I went to school, uh, who was, uh, something of a, a self-appointed hippie. And, uh, Somebody asked him about Queen, and he said he wouldn't go listen to Queen if they were playing across the street from his dorm. So, I feel the same way about Pink Floyd. Do you?
3: Yeah. Well, maybe across the street, but I, there are some artists that I would just not go out of my way, even if I had a free ticket. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it.
2: All right, let's read the scripture here and get this thing going. Psalm 48, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled. They passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. Fear took hold upon them, and pain, as of a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind, as we have heard. So have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God. God will establish it forever. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O Lord, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her bulwarks, consider her palaces, that ye may tell it to the generation following. For this is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Even unto death. He will be our guide. I'm going to read a story out of the American Thinker. I'm uh, gonna It's got a little length to it but stay with bear with me on this the Kavanaugh setup becomes clear with each passing day and with each bit of information that seeps out about Christine Blasey Ford it is clearer and clearer that what the Democrats have done to Judge Brett Kavanaugh has been a setup from the outset most of us are relatively naive ready to believe what our mind what our news outlets put forth We have open minds and we're ready and willing to listen to Ford's testimony and consider for ourselves if it was believable. It was not. Her testimony was obviously scripted, practiced, massaged, and fabricated out of whole cloth. Ford may have seemed like a victim, not of Kavanaugh, but perhaps of her Democrat operatives. Over the past days, however, what is nearer to the truth is that she was and is part of a faction of anti-Trump activists bent upon destroying Kavanaugh in order to deny Trump another nominee to the Supreme Court. They have badly misjudged the wisdom and sentiment of the American people. These Democrats on the Judiciary Committee are so deluded by their belief in their own intellectual superiority that they felt comfortable publicly derisively attacking a man with a reputation finer than any of those who sat in judgment. This was like Salieri sitting in judgment over the music of Mozart. Preposterous. At first, those of us paying attention were anxious to hear Ford's story. The bits of news that preceded her appearance before the Judiciary Committee were titillating. Was it possible that this man, Brett Kavanaugh, with 30-plus years' record of impeccable judicial service to his country, had a dark side? Then we hear Blazy Ford testify how anyone who listened to her practice phony childish act could believe that this was not calculated is a mystery she was obviously scripted coached and performed perhaps she did not uh, and performing perhaps she did not expect to have to appear before the committee she and her handlers may have assumed that the taint of her accusation would bring about his withdrawal from the nomination or that Trump would withdraw it. Guess they have not been paying attention to how Trump operates or who Kavanaugh is. They guessed wrong. Given the numerous falsehoods of the FBI and the DOJ we are now aware of, the two front doors lie, the fear of flying lie, the claustrophobia lie, her polygraph lies. What seems credible now is that this was manufactured, orchestrated setup at the outside outset. They used Mark Judge's book as a template and contrived a tall tale. Trump nominated uh, Kavanaugh, and the left shifted into overdrive. He would be defeated by any means necessary. Schumer said as much 20 minutes after Trump announced his nomination. From that moment on, they would dig down deep into the reservoir of radicals willing to go to the mattresses. Schumer likely began the plan with Feinstein. They knew that Katz and Bromwich would come aboard. Blasey Ford most likely volunteered her services. Ford's lifetime friend, retired FBI agent Monica McLean, may have been on board to help the, the Katz that he was referring to there, by the way, is Deborah Katz, the uh, big-time left-wing lawyer that supposedly represented uh, uh, Ford. Blasey Ford's lifetime friend, retired FBI agent Monica McLean may have been on board to help write that ridiculous letter that ended up in Feinstein's hands. Schooled allegedly in psychology, hypnosis, and all the attending versions of mind manipulation, Ford probably felt confident she could pull off the charade. She would use her baby voice to appear fragile and vulnerable. But she did not pull it off there is a mighty chorus of Americans who pay attention to these issues and events and they were not fooled. The narrative of her alleged groping was vague enough to provide doubt, but wholly without corroboration that the persons involved in this fart And by the way, Brett Kavanaugh had his own calendar from back then showing he was somewhere else, but the left doesn't care about stuff like that. That's just, you know, that's, Aside the story, he, he has to be guilty because in their mind you can't have him on the Supreme Court. It gives it too much of a conservative tilt. That the persons involved in this farce thought she would be con- convincing without a shred of evidence is comical. They really do think all of us outside their bubble of leftist think are imbeciles. They actually thought we would all fall for Ford's absurd performance. Sure, the dupes on the left loved every moment of it. They don't need evidence or witnesses. They believe survivors. Survivors of what? Ford now looks like a liar and a fraud. And and actually, there's credible evidence that she helped people prepare for, uh, for polygraph tests. And then when asked if she'd ever helped anybody prepare for a polygraph test, she said no. To the woman that was uh, asking her questions. There's most likely a real journalist out there right now who will dig deep and write the book about this travesty a few radical leftists perpetrated on all of us. It was a lie. These people feel so entitled to force their agenda upon us that they've lost all moral sense, and that's a fact. The left has got no morals whatsoever. Their only morality is to advance what they think is, is the right thing. Let me take a break here. Um, I'll come back to it when we come back from the break. It is the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. From work to kids to running errands, you're
0: always on the go.
4: To work, the gym, or running errands.
0: Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated.
2: Hey, Alexa. Play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859 2330400 We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 2330400 400 Dupreefinancial.com and the Tom DePriest show Saturday mornings at news radio, 630
0: WLAP. 630
1: WLAP. where the black trees grow, lives a voodoo. back on the
2: Tom Dupree show more Bobby and Bear
1: and if she
3: ever seen yeah. y'all
1: messing
3: around there she one of my favorites from him
2: yeah great story i want to get back into this article from the american thinker about uh, the the thing that we've had paraded in front of us concerning uh, Brett Kavanaugh and the left's attempt to basically lie on him and hate on him and get him to step down. Uh, These people feel so entitled to force their agenda upon all of us that they have lost all moral sense. They will lie, cheat, and steal to win in the end. That's exactly what they did. They lied, cheated, and stole Brett Kavanaugh's Raven- reputation, his life's work, his love of teaching and coaching girls' basketball. They did it without a moment's thought for what it meant to him or those of us out here in this great nation. What we saw at that hearing Thursday night was an abomination. It was Kafkaesque. That's it was uh, from uh, Kafka, the novelist, the Russian novelist. Um, the shameful purposeful attempted destruction of a fine man without a kernel of evidence and they knew what they were doing our left today is monstrous leftists learn well from the clinton's politics of personal destruction it has always worked before why not now not now because of trump he fights back and kavanaugh stands tall It is hardly surprising that the Democrats who were never going to vote to confirm Kavanaugh before still will not. The same three squishy Republicans who are still on the fence as they were before. Well, Flake and uh, and Collins are not. The other squishy one, uh, Murkowski, voted against it. The red state Democrats, with the exception of Hyde Camp, are still waffling. Well, you've only got one that's going to vote, but he'll help it happen, and that's uh, Mansion of uh, West Virginia. So after 30 hours, plus hearings and the additional blistering hearing of Ford and Kavanaugh a week before, we are exactly where we were before Feinstein threw her blazy Ford grenade into the mix, hoping to upset the whole apple cart. Feinstein is a menace, as are Schumer, Blumenthal, Harris, Booker, Whitehouse, and Coblecar. They need to be voted out of office. They do not seem to have this nation's best interests at heart. That should be clear to everyone by now. It is, but for those hordes of paid-by-Soros protesters haranguing Republicans to vote against Kavanaugh. If there were ever, in the last 41 years, since they kept bork off the court a man who should be confirmed as a justice it is this man kavanaugh anyone the the left is this viscerally frightened of belongs on the court ladies and gentlemen we are indeed at a crossroads kavanaugh must confirmed and it looks like he's gonna be and we must all vote republican next month conservative mortals join the mighty chorus call your senators tell them to vote to confirm Kavanaugh and vote Republican on November 6th. So that's what this writer in the American Thinker believes uh but it's Patricia McCarthy writing for the uh American Thinker. Uh the thing I would say is that nothing is too nothing is below what the left would do to stall out and stop a nomination of a good person to the Supreme Court. That it, it's it's totally believable that the whole thing was made up. And uh you know, the FBI asked a lot of questions and now now the Democrats are saying, well, it was a whitewash. They they didn't do enough and we're going to we're going to try to impeach him if we win the House. So, I mean, it's just, the left is never satisfied unless they get their way. That's how it is. And uh, Manchin was drowned out by protesters. He's the Democrat from West Virginia who decided to vote for Kavanaugh. uh, Joe Manchin, West Virginia, the lone Democrat who will vote for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh, was confronted by angry protesters outside his office after announcing his position. Manchin's answer to reporters justifying his position were drowned out by a group of women protesters chanting at him, Look at us and shame. Um, Manchin looked uncomfortable as he tried to hear reporters' questions over the angry crowd. Manchin getting shouted down and heckled by protesters while speaking live on CNN. Shame on you. Running for re-election in a state, President Trump won by double digits. Manchin is considered a vulnerable Democrat. So Here's a guy that just voted to do the right thing based on the evidence. But he didn't vote with the crowd. And therefore, the crowd, the, the mob is trying to bring him down. I would vote for Manchin if I was uh, a Democrat. But I'm, if I were a Democrat, I'd probably be a liberal. And I would be thinking the wrong things about this. We're going to, speaking of politics, uh, we'll have Andy Barr on here in a few minutes. He's out on the road uh, in Richmond, but he was supposed to come in this morning, but a scheduling conflict kept him from coming in the office. He's down at EKU, but he is going to call in and, and be with us for about a half an hour. So um, we'll have him shortly. But this stuff is just amazing to me. Um, it's really not amazing knowing that the left will do anything to subjugate you and me to their will. And that's why we have elections if you don't think that this election in central Kentucky is about that also Andy Barr versus Amy McGrath is about two different visions of how this country will be governed you're wrong if you want to buy into all the hype about 89 combat missions go right ahead but even though I haven't agreed with everything Andy's done, I'm gonna let him have a chance to talk here in just a minute. Stay with us, it's Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Americans are always on
0: the move. They're in the car, at the office, working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. So how do you connect with all of these moving targets? Easy, with radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week, more than Google, Facebook, even television. Because, hey, who has the time to sit and watch TV? So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM radio to work for your company. Say folks, if you own land, you're going to want to listen to this. My good friends at Mahindra may have the best Mahindra tractor deal I've ever seen. For a limited time, get a Mahindra EMAX 20S HST for as low as 95 bucks a month. This is a versatile 20-horsepower Mahindra EMAX for less than $100 a month. Now, this offer even includes Mahindra's 7-year limited powertrain warranty and access to Mahindra's nationwide dealer parts and service network. So get the EMAX... For the minimum, this big-time offer will not last, save big on the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. 6.49% APR financing now through December 31st, 2018. See your dealer or MahindraUSA.com for more information. Take advantage of rock-bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at Valley Farm Equipment in Science Hill, Nicholasville, and Greyhawk. Or visit ValleyFarmEQ.com. That's ValleyFarmEQ.com.
4: Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh could become a Supreme Court justice today. The Senate is expected to confirm him after a contentious confirmation battle. Senator Susan Collins of Maine, a key swing vote up until Friday, announcing her decision on the Senate floor. Mr. President, I will vote to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. It was followed by Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Who also said he would support Kavanaugh's nomination. ABC's Stephanie Ramos has more on today's final vote.
0: Unless there's some sort of last-minute development today, Judge Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation to the Supreme Court will happen, and it would mean a victory for President Trump. While he was on the campaign trail, he promised to turn the court conservative for decades to come. Senators debated Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation late into the night, but he is likely to be confirmed. Senators on both sides of the aisle are deeply concerned about the lasting impact of this fight. The
4: Senate expected to vote late this afternoon. Michelle Franz and ABC News.
0: It is a summer-like feel that continues across the bluegrass as we kick off the first part of your weekend. Today, we'll see a mix of sunny clouds take over for the afternoon hours. A few isolated showers and thunderstorms will be a possibility with warm highs in the mid to upper 80s. As we get into tonight, conditions are nice and dry, partly cloudy skies taking over as lows drop into the mid to upper 60s. For your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP, I'm WKYT meteorologist Chris Johnson. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeartRadio station. Message and data rates may apply.
4: If you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 150 highly-ranked degree programs 100% online. You'll learn the same degree as you would on campus from wherever you are on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits For information, text SCHOOL to 35517. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU online degrees, text SCHOOL to 35517. That's S-C-H-O-O-L to 35517. Kroger can help make wellness happen your way. You'll save with preferred pharmacy pricing on more Medicare Part D plans than any other retail pharmacy with $0 copays on certain prescriptions. Plus, Kroger offers you health and nutrition support with all the delicious foods you need. Transferring prescriptions is easy. Just call or bring in your prescription bottle and we'll take care of the rest save with preferred pricing on your medicare part d plan at kroger pharmacy as cited in the drug channels institute
0: 630 wlap I'm 500 miles away from
1: home. Teardrops fail. Said we miss you, son. We love you. Come on home. Well, I didn't have to pack, I had it all right on my back. Now I'm 500 miles away from
2: home. Away back on the Tom Dupree home. show. And uh, we have on the line from Richmond, Kentucky, uh, Congressman Andy Barr. Good morning, Tom. Welcome, Congressman. How are you today?
5: I'm good. I'm sorry I couldn't be in the studio this morning. uh, Heading down to Eastern Kentucky University for a charity event for uh, the family of Daniel Ellis, who was a Richmond police officer who was tragically killed a few years ago. Great family. Uh, His uh, brother, Eric, is a good friend.
2: Right. That's fine. Uh, You you need to be out there, and and telephone is fine for for these purposes. Um, What uh, topics would you like to talk about just uh, concerning the – I mean, we could talk about the Kavanaugh thing, uh, but I've just gone over it some. If you were listening, uh, I read an article – uh, on, from the American thinker, which basically says this whole thing was a setup and, uh, we could get into that or we can talk more about your, uh, your upcoming, uh, uh election and the issues involved with central Kentuckians.
5: Well, obviously, uh, these, uh, Senate confirmation hearings are, uh, a responsibility of the Senate. Um, and it looks like, uh, 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 Judge Kavanaugh has the votes to be confirmed. He has a stellar uh, resume and uh, terrific background with the Yale education and uh, a judicial record that is really quite unparalleled from the standpoint of uh, uh, cases and decided that had been affirmed by the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, and uh, obviously the senators have reviewed all of the information, including the most recent uh, allegations and have come to a conclusion based on the cross-examination of the witnesses and uh, the, uh, the the seventh uh, FBI probe. And looks like the votes are there. Fifty-one votes uh, is uh, uh, what is required. In fact, they'll have one more than what is required because of uh, Vice President Pence uh, having a tie-breaking vote in this process. I think uh, both parties uh, at the end of the process deserve to be hurt. They were. And the senators are coming to a conclusion, and, and Judge Kavanaugh will be confirmed as the next justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. What I like about uh, uh, soon-to-be-Justice Kavanaugh is that he is an originalist. Uh, he believes in judicial restraint. He understands the separation of powers. He believes in applying the Constitution as it was originally understood, and according to its original meaning. he does not believe that the role of the judge is to rewrite Uh, uh, statutes from the bench or rewrite the Constitution from the bench and so with Justice Gorsuch and soon-to-be Justice Kavanaugh you're going to have a Supreme Court with a majority of judges who understand that the proper way to interpret the Constitution and the laws of the United States is that uh, judges are not to be lawmakers. Uh, Judges are supposed to apply the law faithfully and not make it up uh, according to their own personal political views. And that's very, very important uh, from the standpoint of upholding our Constitution. But in terms of what's uh, what's in the news these days, it's the economy. Yesterday, uh, you saw the unemployment reports come out, 3.7 percent unemployment. That's the lowest unemployment in 49 years. And that announcement uh, coincides with the President Trump's announcement that he is coming to the bluegrass. He's coming to the 6th Congressional District to campaign with me next saturday night and we're very very excited about that to celebrate the agenda this agenda that i've worked with this president this administration on which has produced a booming economy a soaring economy the best economy in a generation tom
2: right part of that is the tax cut and uh the rollback of regulations uh that were uh put on us by uh the former administration
5: absolutely i mean uh, the, the the booming economy is no accident. It is It follows a shift in policy, a significant shift in policy. Uh, the previous eight years, the previous uh, ten years or so, we had the slowest, weakest economic recovery since the Great Depression. Um, the Obama presidency was an interesting one from the standpoint of American economic history because uh, not since the administration of Herbert Hoover had we seen uh, a presidency – where there was not a single year of 3% growth or more. Uh, remember remember what the economists in the Obama White House told us. They said that, and the Keynesians, what they told us in, the, in all of the various um, economics departments at the Ivy League schools. They said, well, we'll never get to uh, over 2% growth anymore because of demographics. Uh, right. you know, the, the days of robust economic growth are over And uh, there's nothing that President Obama or any other president could do about it. That was their defense. That was their excuse. This was the new normal, they said. Uh, But, boy, did this administration, and this Congress, prove uh, those economists and those politicians wrong. Uh, It was a shift in fiscal policy that has produced this dramatic turnaround in the prospects of the American people. Um, The American people really felt that the American dream was slipping away, the idea that the next generation would be better off than they were. And we decided that we weren't going to accept that at the beginning of this Congress. And we passed historic tax cuts, the first major tax cuts, the first major tax reform in 31 years. And we reduced the corporate tax rate to make America more competitive. Uh, That that resulted in a uh, soaring uh, wages and bigger paychecks with millions of Americans getting Bonuses and wage increases and raises and increases in four hundred and one k's and benefits. Uh, it led to dramatic job creation in this country. Uh, now we have more we have more job openings in America today than unemployed people. That is uh, a remarkable, healthy labor market. Uh, and as a result of the tightening of the labor market, we're seeing uh, a surge in wages. The Labor Department is reporting the highest level of wage growth since before. The recession consumer confidence is up consumer confidence is the highest it's been in two decades and small business optimism because of the because of the regulatory relief uh, because we've uh, cut through the red tape and the bureaucracy and we've rolled back a lot of Obama era rules and regulations Uh, 22 regulations repealed for every one new regulation proposed during the first two years of the Trump administration as a result small business optimism is at an historic high. It's never been higher, according to surveys conducted by the National Federation of Independent Business. So all in all, what do we have as a result of the shift in fiscal policies? We have the best economy in a generation. We have uh, consumer confidence at historic highs, small business optimism at historic highs, entrepreneurship at historic highs. New business formations are up. The stock market is soaring. People's 401Ks and retirement security is much, much stronger than it was. Uh, You have the Fed normalizing interest rates, normalizing monetary policy to remove the distortions uh, in monetary policy. Um, And uh, as a result, people's savings are uh, there's a there's a better return on people's savings. So we're finally rewarding savers again in this country. Uh, And so everything is up. Why is this happening? It's not an accident, Tom. It's because of tax cuts. It's because the average middle-income family in the 6th Congressional District will have over $2,000 more in their pocket uh, as a result of tax cuts. That's not tax cuts for the wealthy. That's the the average median income family for the 6th Congressional District. Rates at every income level lowered, double the standard deduction, doubled the child tax credit. So if you're a family with kids, you're a big winner in this. And then the regulatory relief on top of it, we've unleashed American energy, not just American energy independence and ending the war on coal and the war on energy, but we've unleashed a new era of energy independence that is leading to energy dominance. Uh, we've become right. a net energy exporter in this country uh, in a few years, and that is a, a huge development. And the final point on, um, on why the economy has turned around it's because of the work we've done in the House Financial Services Committee, the regulatory relief, the bipartisan regulatory relief that we have delivered to the credit providers of rural and Main Street America, the community banks, the credit unions that were literally suffocating under an avalanche of red tape under the Dodd-Frank financial control law. We've rolled back uh, some of those regulations, and the result is a healthier capital markets, healthier credit markets. And that allows homeowners and farmers and small business owners and entrepreneurs to access the capital they need to build better lives.
2: Right. Um, Andy, let me ask you about um, some of the things going on in the race uh, with you and your opponent. Um, You know, she has said that um, she's not an insider uh, in terms of the Democrat Party, uh, that she takes on the establishment is is going to be willing to take on the establishment, um, but I don't see anything. There's no track record there of 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 anything that she's done. You know, you might want to talk about your willingness to take on the establishment when when it needs to be done.
5: Well, that's a great point, and uh, my my opponent has a lot of slogans and a lot of rhetoric, but when it comes to actually actually doing the work of, of reforming government, of trying to drain the swamp, of, of pushing back against the establishment, that's been the hallmark of my representation for the last five years, from co-sponsoring term limits legislation in every term of Congress uh, to bucking my leadership and voting for spending cuts or voting against uh, leadership when they put uh, bills full of pork that they call a disaster relief bill or uh, uh, fighting for flood insurance reform or reform of our, our, our broken government-sponsored enterprises like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac uh, when the establishment says that's not the right thing to do. Look, I mean, my opponent says, uh, and we all respect uh, her service and the service of every veteran, but my, my opponent says that what she, what she wants to do is put country over party. I put country over party every single day I go to work. And uh, maybe it's just that we have a different definition of, of what it means to put country over party. Uh, when, I, when I put country over party, it's voting for tax cuts. It's voting, for, it's voting in a bipartisan way for medical research. It's voting in a bipartisan way for opioid uh, addiction recovery. It's, it's voting for health care reform that will actually lower the cost of health care. That, to me, is putting country over party is putting the interests of my constituents ahead of every other, every other consideration. And uh, may, maybe my opponent's um, definition of putting country over party is single payer, government run socialized health care because she says that's the way to go. She says socialized medicine is awesome. Uh, she, she says that the tax cuts were terrible and that she wants to reimpose uh, those taxes and she wants to raise taxes on middle class Americans and small businesses in this country. I, I guess that's her definition of putting country over party or that, you know. Uh, sensible border security measures. She says sensible border security measures like a border wall system and border infrastructure. She calls that quote-unquote stupid. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't view that as putting country over party. I think, I think she's aligning herself with the far-left fringes of her party um, uh, and, the, and the partisans in the Democratic Party who take those extreme positions. Uh, you know, on, on the issue of life, um, you couldn't get more hyper-partisan and more extreme than the views of my opponent. I'm pro-life. Uh, she's not just pro-choice. Uh, she, she's, she's for late-term abortion. She's for, she's for no restrictions on any abortions. That is not a moderate position. That's not putting country over party. That is, that is taking the most extreme hyper-partisan view of the Democratic Party over the interests of this district, which is a pro-life district. So Maybe it's just that we have a different definition of country over party. And last point, Tom, I have a record, uh, despite the rhetoric, I have a record of working with Democrats uh, and working in a bipartisan way and working across the aisle when it is, in my judgment, in the interest of my constituents and in the interest of the country. And a few examples of that, uh, one is – uh, the North Korean Nuclear Sanctions Act, the Otto Warmbier North Korea Nuclear Sanctions Act. I have uh, a committee uh, chairmanship over jurisdiction over the Treasury Department's implementation of sanctions. I introduced a bill that is the toughest economic sanctions ever directed at North Korea. Every single Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives voted for my bill. Now, right. that is putting country over party. That is putting the interests of national security ahead of, ahead of everything else. To, to, that I was able to author legislation that every single Democrat voted for in the Congress uh, speaks a lot more than the rhetoric in this campaign.
2: Can you hold on for just a second? We got to go to a break, and we'll be back right back with you. Is that sure. Okay? All right. It's you're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Uh, Congressman Andrew Barr on the line. It's News Radio six thirty WLAP.
0: The news you want to know. Kavanaugh. The time has come to vote.
2: The yeas are 51, the noes 49. The motion is agreed
0: to. Buckle your seatbelts. Should be confirmed tomorrow to the Supreme Court. Stay in the know with News Radio 630. WLAP.
2: Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? If you haven't thought about these things, should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-2330-400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 400 DupreeFinancial.com, and The Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio, 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree show, we still have on the line uh, Congressman Andy Barr. Andy, any other thoughts that you'd like to throw out there for our listeners?
5: Yeah, I'd like to also talk about the fact that, you know, I don't care. You know, some people talk and politicians like to talk about we need to solve problems and reach across the aisle. The fact of the matter is, in this term of Congress, we've done it. We've proven it. I've done it. Um, My legislation that uh, addresses uh, the opioid epidemic uh, passed the Congress, both the House and the Senate, um, just uh, last week and is headed to the president's desk, the CAREER Act, which is more funding for transitional housing, more authorization, more authority for transitional housing and uh, job training for addiction recovery. I worked on that legislation in a in a bipartisan way. Uh, the The opioid uh, uh, epidemic is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. It's an issue that uh, that faces everyone. And again, uh, this rhetoric that uh, uh, that only uh, only one candidate in this race uh, can reach across the aisle is just simply not true. Again, I mean, I think that if if anyone in this race is demonstrating a hyperpartisan position, uh, it's my opponent. Who takes these extreme positions that, that most Democrats in Kentucky do not do not believe in, like single payer government-run health care, uh, or uh, raising taxes on middle-class families, or abortion on demand at any time for any reason, uh, even in the even in the the, the last uh, month of pregnancy, uh, and, and and opposition to just basic sensible border security measures that are vital in our efforts to combat this opioid epidemic. Um, uh, So, you know, we're, we're, we are, we are demonstrating through our actions uh, effective leadership and we're getting results and we're solving problems. And that's why we're, uh, we're very, very optimistic about uh, this uh, upcoming election.
2: Sure. And um, what do you, what what do you, as you go out into the um, counties that you're, uh, that you're representing. What else, what other needs? And, uh, we got about, uh, four minutes here. What, what other great needs do you see, um, that are people, that people are telling you about?
5: Well, I'll go back to the opioid epidemic because that is, um, uh, on the minds of so many people. And we've been very active in this space, uh, as a leader, uh, just earlier this week, we announced um, uh, a HIDA designation for Montgomery County and Powell County. Right. HIDA is HIDA is the High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area Program. And um, we, uh, a few years ago, designated Madison County, uh, where I'm headed right now, on Interstate 75, as a high-intensity drug trafficking area. Uh, we saw uh, dr- drugs influence the crime rate and, of course, this uh, uh, this murder of this Wonderful police officer Daniel Ellis a few years ago in Madison County, and uh, this is this is an important program that brings federal law enforcement uh, into local communities and working with local law enforcement. A Democrat sheriff uh, in Madison County Mike Coyle, who's a good friend of mine, he's uh, testified to the importance of this program and how effective it's been in keeping these poisons out of our community. Um, we knew we wanted to get Montgomery County and Powell County also designated. So uh, we knew an application to bring them into the program wouldn't work without more resources. So I introduced an amendment to increase funding um, for the high-intensity drug trafficking area program by $26 million. That passed the House. Bipartisan support for my amendment. It passed the House. It passed the Senate. uh, And it became law. And we then petitioned uh, the Office of National Drug Control Policy uh, to designate Montgomery County and Powell County in the 6th congressional district as high-intensity drug trafficking areas. Uh, those applications were approved, and we had an announcement in Mount Sterling earlier this week to make those designations. Uh, the communities were very, very supportive of our efforts, and we're making a difference. Why is this important? It's important to, to, to keep the traffickers out of our communities. And it also, uh, it also underscores the importance of, 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 of a border wall, a border infrastructure. My opponent in this election says that a border wall is quote-unquote stupid, but all of the law enforcement in Kentucky are very, very supportive of not only a bo- uh, additional border wall infrastructure and technology, uh, uh, resources that I voted for in the Goodlatte-McCall Immigration Reform and border security bill in this term of Congress. But they also support uh, additional efforts that I have voted for, including increased funding for Customs and Border Protection, increased uh, ICE enforcement, uh, and additional uh, technology like a biometric entry-exit visa program. All of these reforms I have voted for, all of these reforms Amy McGrath, my opponent, opposes, and all of these reforms underscore... Uh, how wrong she is on the war against opioids and how, how effective and results-oriented we have been in trying to keep these poisons, heroin, and synthetic opioids like fentanyl out of our communities. Right. We, are get, we are getting results in the opioid epidemic, and in my opinion, that is the true definition of putting country over party. Uh, uh, my opponent's hatred for the president is so pronounced that she's, she subordinates the interests of our constituents of my constituents to her opposition to the president in the fight against drugs and that is a fundamental difference between me and my opponent and a major issue in this campaign
2: okay we got a minute left uh, tell us how excited you are about Kentucky's 5 and 0 season well
5: listen i'm telling you i saw uh, i saw the band and i saw the cheerleaders yesterday heading out to uh, texas to go down there, and uh, we are going to beat Texas A&M. The chairman of my committee is a big Texas A&M fan, <laughs> so I've got uh, bragging rights on the line. We're so proud of Coach Stoops and Benny Snell and, uh, and, and Josh Allen and, and all the players they are doing such a great job. This is the best Kentucky football team I've seen in, in maybe my lifetime. Right. And I'm, I'm looking forward to a 6-0 start. Let me just say this. If anybody out there wants to see the president next Saturday night in Richmond, Kentucky, uh, who's coming to uh, tout this great booming economy and the work we've done in partnership with this president? Uh, please, uh, please go online and uh, and call our campaign. Go to andybarforcongress dot com. All right. Or go to my Facebook page and sign up. We want you to come uh, celebrate with us.
2: Thanks a lot, Andy. It's the Thanks Tom Dupree Show, News Radio six thirty WLAP.